have the Ayatollah of Fantasy Rock and Roll with us today, Adam Rank. How are you doing, Rank? They look great in person, and I uh, just can't wait to next year we, we can pack it full of 25,000. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I didn't know it was Ball Guys Day. It was me and Rank. I mean, how do you lose? This is the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. And welcome to the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. This is episode 75-ish, but this is a special event. This is the main event for your Friday. And joining us today, what happens when the mega powers collide with the Viper pit? You're going to find out here shortly, but as we get going, we're going to call to the ring first, Mr. The Macho Man, Ranky Savage. <laughs> that was oh my god that was impressive you can't have the mega powers without the one and only james colgan come to the ring james incredible wow <laughs> oh yeah brother oh man wow that was uh that was really cool that was impressive we, we've, we've had these things <laughs> ready to awesome. go for a couple weeks now and that, those are all courtesy of steven johnson there. he's put those together for you guys in particular and i was going to go with the yellow handlebars but with james colgan on i thought i better stick with the dark ones there you go yeah the nwo hogan i like it love it so I'm just going to do some things here in the background here. So what have you guys been up to? I would post the WWE logo from the old days and see who the first name is that comes up to you and then tell you you're wrong about it. Yeah. But well, what's been going on with the tackling dummies? I know you guys got some good stuff going on over there on that YouTube channel. Yeah, man. Um, look, we launched this thing, you know, a few weeks ago. Gosh, I think we're, uh, it's been a couple months now. Adam Rank and I have been uh, banging out this show, which has been great. It's a weekly show. It's uh, kind of fun for us because, you know, we get to kind of reunite and, uh, and just kind of sort of do our thing. You know, it's like not a lot of production value goes into it. Um, I don't know. Adam Rank can speak on this, but I mean, we text each other maybe like, you know, like at like nine o'clock at night and just be like, all right, what do you want to talk about? And we pick like two or three topics and, 
and we just kind of go, man. So it's a lot of fun. It's not fantasy football. I mean, we talk a little fantasy, but very little. Uh, it's mostly just kind of sort of like the world of the NFL. And I think it's a kind of a, a welcome reprieve for both of us. Yeah, I really enjoy doing it. And I think the greatest thing about it, it's it's sort of like a puzzle. And no matter what topic James Coe picks, I always <laughs> find a way to spin it to how much the Packers suck and how Aaron Rodgers is a prima donna. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. The Julio Jones situation. And then I will turn that into Rodgers as a baby. Actually, I will say this. Aaron Rodgers, you're not wrong. Hold out. Like, don't don't let those jerks push you around. Show them who's boss. Sit out the whole year. See how it Sit goes. Sit out the whole year. See how it goes. <laughs> they will uh, – but it is fun, and it is uh, an opportunity because, you know what, like, it's fun to talk fantasy, uh, but anytime we get an opportunity to come on a show like this and talk wrestling, it's a lot of fun. I've been doing a lot yep. more golf podcasts. It's a lot of fun. Like the NFL networks already like typecast me. Like I can't, I can't do anything. Like it doesn't, they're like, Hey, great. Like whatever. Like I could, I could win the tour de France and they would be like, Hey, that's amazing. Do you want me to come in and talk about that? No, no, no. Can you give me some sleepers? Like, okay. Like that's, that's my gimmick. And it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's like, it's fine, but just don't be upset when I'm down doing other things. And uh, so tap, tackling dummies has been a lot of fun. Adam, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers there. So I'm going to give you a chance to bash the Packers a little bit more here. How close wow. are we with Aaron Rodgers to being to matching the drama of Brett Favre? Like, we're getting there, right? It's pretty close. You know, I know a lot of people were upset when they saw Star Wars Episode Seven, And they're like, this is just like New Hope, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's a little different, but still very enjoyable. Similarly... <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is like the episode seven of this Packers job. Like, that's a little different. A little less drama. A little, 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 some nuances are different. Ultimately, the same storyline. Well, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it, and I think they should keep going. And I've said this. I don't know if I've said this on this show. I don't know. I really do believe the best thing for Aaron Rodgers to do is just pull the Jalen Ramsey, show up for training camp, and then, oh, my hammy hurts, and then mm. have, that, have that hammy hurt for eight weeks. And have him getting inactive every week till they finally are like, screw it, let's just trade him. Let's mm. trade him to the Falcons. That's also a page of the Kenny Galladay book too, where you got the hip injury started flaring up there for the last eight nine games yeah. of the season. So mm -hmm. it's a it's a smart play. I know we're going to talk a little bit of wrestling here as the show goes on. I know James is a lot like I am, more of the older wrestling, the WWE, the late eighties, early nineties yeah. kind of guy. Uh, oh, yeah. So we're going to talk. We're going to make sure we touch on that because we can kind of relate. I'm not. Did as you guys cool. know that Hogan and Savage went to WCW? You know what that is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah okay, I want to make sure. I was going to say he's saying WWE, geez. but it's WWF, right? That goes yeah, back to those days. Yeah, that, that's basically showing my knowledge of how far back I go. I still remember the Monday Night Wars. You mentioned the WCW. Oh my kind god! Of thing. Okay, fair I enough. still remember that was a, that was some. That was a height of the whole thing. Guys yeah. defecting, Bret Hart going over there. But I know this question is probably more for rank than for James, but LQ is coming in here, Laquan, throwing out the uh, TNA or AEW. AEW. I, no hesitation. I mean, oh I, I love I, – I haven't watched a whole ton of either one, but um, I love what AEW is putting on the floor, man. Like, that's – it. they have a great product. Yeah, they – and you know what – and I know that every time a WWE wrestler gets released, everybody's like, oh, my God, this guy should go to AEW. First of all, no, 
they don't need him. <laughs> Although Alistair, I will say this, Alistair Black should go to AEW because he would be perfect with Sting and Darby Allen. And there's a couple of guys here and there. I'm just waiting for Adam Cole to get released, and I want to do a whole Bullet Club thing. But I do, uh, yeah, I think AEW is good. I, I watch more AEW than I do WWE. Like, I don't even know. How old is Sting? How old is Sting? He's got to be, like, pushing He's got to be like mid-50s, 60s, yeah. And he's still out there doing this. I can't even go up and down the stairs. (laughs) He looked great on Sunday night. He was was very impressive. Uh, You're like, wait, he also took a lot of time off. And when he was in TNA, he didn't do – I mean, that show – the one thing about these WWE wrestlers is they go through this grind – and they have to perform, you know, five nights a week. You know, they only right. get two days all off. These and house shows, yep. All the house shows. And AEW doesn't have that. TNA, Impact doesn't have that. And I like Impact a lot, so I don't want to disrespect my friends who are over in a, in a, in Impact. Like Tommy Dreamer does work. Obviously, Eric Young. Um, but it's uh, it's different because they can just do TV shows, and these are shows made for TV, so they have a little bit more juice. Like it's a stunt show. And these guys can go if you don't make them, you know, kill themselves five nights a week in these houses in like Duluth or whatever. James, he, he mentioned the older school wrestling. Do you have like a favorite storyline of all time? Like something that you think like this was peak wrestling? Yeah. I mean, how, how do you not follow? I think it was WrestleMania 17. Uh, it was the when it was the Stone Cold uh, you know, rock feud going back and forth and, and, and doing all those things, you know, it's the corporation and, and mm. the rock and, and taking on stone cold, Steve Austin. That to me was, was the absolute peak. You know, you got two mm. guys in their primes cutting, you know, promos on the mic, doing their thing. And then also being like high level performers inside the ring too. It's like, man, I, I don't know that, that to me was like, was everything you want in a wrestling show, right? You've got two good in-ring guys. You've got two guys that, that can cut a promo like nobody else. And then the storyline was great, too, you know? So, um, to me, it was it was pretty special. And, and for me, that's probably the one storyline out there that, that really kind of uh, sticks in my mind. And flip that question over to you, Rick. What was that storyline for you? I really loved the Monday Night Wars. And I, I thought that, that there was nothing better than that and going you know it it was just going to to school the next day and like talking to all your dorky friends about girls avoiding us because we're talking about wrestling and (laughs) i had i had one friend and this was before like the internet really became a thing we had one friend who is on the internet dirt sheets so i remember just being like i can't believe sting sting is joining the NWL, my friend's like, that's mm-hmm. not Sting. It's a guy named Cobra. It's the, and like, okay, like, fine. You got to be the person who's ruining all that. <laughs> I and know. I loved it. Seriously. I, I, I really did. And I, I honestly just watched, I was still, I was actually one of the guys who went to WCW and was like all about it. And a lot of my friends stayed true to WWE. And I remember how wrong I was being like, dude, WCW is as big as WWE. So we both ordered T-shirts, and I ordered an NWO shirt, and I got mine in about six days, and I got, like, swag with it. Like, I got this cool promo poster, keychains, and, like, all this stuff I didn't order. They just threw it in there. You're like, this is so awesome. My friend ordered an Austin 316 shirt. It took him 
two months to get it because they were back ordered. <laughs> Danny, you realize WWE was just such a global brand. And um, and I think the night that it turned was the night after WrestleMania 13 when HBK or yeah, HBK was kicked out of DX and mm. Triple H brought back Sean Waltman, <laughs> X-Pac. And I remember just thinking like, oh my God, because you know, for years or for at least two years, Nothing but big names were jumping to WCW. Like every right. week, it seemed like somebody new was showing up. And just seeing the WWE get one back, and I was—I loved X Pac. Anyways, I still—I I got to meet him. I got to tell him this story to his face. It was amazing. <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't to his face, but we were trying out for uh, backstage with Fox, and uh, I was telling the story on air, so to speak. And I like—it was a big moment. Like, oh my God, the tide is turning. Like this is this is it. This is Xbox back, you know? And then at the end of the night, uh, the new age outlaws had joined DX and it was really huge. And like to put it to a sports perspective, and I'm not sure if you're not a wrestling fan, you probably have clicked out by now. It was almost similar to, to draft night with the bears when they got Justin Fields and like the emotion of like, I don't know how this is going to play out in the future, but I know right now this is an exciting moment and it just feels different. And so, um, yeah, so that was a huge night, and so that was that the Monday Night Wars for me will always be the greatest. You know what's funny, man? I, I, just to piggyback on that rank, it's like you mentioned. You know, you thought that WCW was going to take over. Um, I, I've I've said for forever, um, and, and just screaming to the heavens, Stone Cold Steve Austin saved Vince McMahon's company. Yeah. Um, he is the single reason why Vince McMahon is where he is today. Um, and I think it, it's, it's hard to say that about, you know, particular wrestlers, you know, or even anyone in a, any kind of organization that's, you know, a, a billion dollar business, right? But you could really trace that back because like you said, like WCW was taking over, man. Like Monday Night mm -hmm. Nitro was, Monday, it was just, it was the place to be, right? Like NWO, all of those things that were signing everybody and the only real draw, because remember HBK was hurt at that time too. Yeah. Like he couldn't really go um, that often. And the guy who went every single week carrying shows was Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I would and I would say if that character did not exist, I don't think the WWE would exist. I think it would have mm. been WCW kind of just sort of maybe doing the other thing, buying, you know, WWE and, and kind of going that route, man, because there really, I mean, other than Stone Cold at that time, there weren't yeah. that many interesting guys over there, you know? And he was really carrying the show. Now, HBK was there, but again, he was hurt. Bret so, Hart. And, and so that made it a little bit tough. Uh, Bret Hart, yeah, to a degree, but You know, again, it's funny, his, yeah. I, his time had kind of passed. I, yeah. love, I love the idea of Bret Hart, but I was never a big Bret Hart fan. And yeah, like The Undertaker was there, and I was just never, never really into The Undertaker. No disrespect to him. Or anything like that. guys like Sting, Undertaker, like great, like you're awesome, like you're you're one of the greatest to ever done it. But for me right. as a kid, like I just, I, you just weren't, you weren't my guy. Like I'm, you know, I'm a savage guy, um, <laughs> and I always, I don't know if I attract more to the mid carters or anything like that. Because I just, and as I got older, well, I love Mr. Perfect. And I love uh, Edge, Christian, those guys. But those guys were able to flourish because Austin was out there making it happen. And, and The Rock was still Rocky Maivia. Hadn't really found himself as The Rock yet. Right. 
So right. there was a lot of mm-hmm. things. And, you know, credit, I know a lot of people hate Triple H and they think that he buries people. I have, like, such mixed emotions on Triple H because I went back and I watched that promo uh, when he when he just took over for DX and brought back Xbox, Sean Waltman. And, like, yeah, he his promo wasn't that great. Like, he really grew into that role and really oh, became yeah. a guy. And, and when you look at what NXT was before Vince got involved and they started to, that's not bad still, but like Triple H is kind of a wrestling mark like us. And he's signing all these dudes from Ring of Honor and New Japan that we just love anyways. And he was letting them do their thing. Like there's a reason why Adam Cole goes and is able to just be Adam Cole, even though in theory, in kayfabe, he's dead. The Young Bucks killed him, but whatever. We won't talk about that. Um, (laughs) The, uh, so I have mixed emotions about Triple H, but he also, you know, I, Again, it's all it's all stone cold, but guys like Triple H, Mankind were able to like, and eventually The Rock were able right. to to do to help lift the WWE. But it was stone cold. That I think James is absolutely right. If, if Stone Cold doesn't exist, all those great characters that I just talked about probably never exist either. You mentioned well, Bret Hart there. Uh, like Bret Hart, though, to me had the perfect finishing move. Like that sharpshooter was uh, perfect yeah, with a dramatic effect. Like yep. you, you could really build the drama with that. And then like, as a kid watching that, like, I can't tell you how many sharpshooters I put my friends in, or they put yeah. me in, or I put my brother in unwillingly <laughs> just because, yeah. you know, it was the kind of finishing move you could replicate. And, you know, it was, that's what made him so appealing. I think is, you know, that finishing move was like the icing on the cake. Yeah. The five moves of doom. Like he would just have a progression and it just yeah. made sense. Like these moves are going to soften you up so that he could put you in the sharpshooter and just instead of hitting moves out of nowhere. So I really do appreciate that. James, you were about to say something there. Oh yeah. No, I I mean, it's, you know, I I think about like, you know, like the rock and and the undertaker and stuff like Kurt angle, you know, came around a little bit after too, right? Like it was kind of sort of when the Monday night wars were dying down, like even the undertaker, like, yeah, he was great. um, But I, I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't think his popularity really took off until he started doing the whole, you know, motorcycle thing. And that came mm-hmm. definitely on the on the back end uh, of those Monday Night Wars. Although I will say um, the most and this this term didn't exist back then, but the most viral moment, I think, in in pro wrestling um, around that time, like the just the one singular moment was Mankind, Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. Like, yeah. yes. I, I don't think there was any one particular moment that was more um, viral at the time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like... Without like the a, means like, of being viral. Right, 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 yeah. right. Exactly. Right. Like, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a wrestling soul on earth that did not know that that had happened had, and hadn't seen clips of it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, How did we great, see man. it? How did we find it? Like, that's so crazy. Like I remember watching it live, but how did we find it? Like, yeah. you think of, like think about it now. Like, it's so easy. Like, I can, I, right. I, I know now, this comes up that? a lot. This was what, 98 or something like that? Yeah, I think it was like 98. I think it was 98. Um, I, I watched it live. I got the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, but then I also bought the VHS. Oh, Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure blockbuster, but no, but blockbuster, yeah. <laughs> no, it probably was block. It probably no, but, was blockbuster, but everybody it knew about it. It's not, we're so, we're so used to Twitter by now. Like I could only imagine yeah. if hell in the right. cell happened 
organically today what Twitter would look like. I know that like it would be everybody like mankind would like the top five trends would be mankind, Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, HIC, WWE, like all these things broken, like broke. He's yeah. dead or just like it would all be related to that because it I couldn't even imagine like what this would be like. And I know there would be people like Andrew Siciliano would be like, I don't understand why people enjoy wrestling. And I'm, I've done this impression for Andrew before, so don't think that I'm talking behind his back because I always make fun of him for it because he'll be like, why? Yeah, I got to mute a couple people because, and I'm like, bro, like I had to sit there and watch the dumb timeline about what was that stupid show? Game of Thrones and that stupid flying dragon and the red wedding and all this ass. And you know what? You know what I did when that was going on? I didn't go on Twitter. I didn't have to be the guy that goes on to be like, I don't get Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is stupid. Like, how about this? If people are tweeting about something that you don't care about, how about you just sit this one out? I don't yeah, need exactly. your opinion on this. It's like I'll sit here, and I was talking to one of my neighbors the other day, and they're like, hey, what Mexican place do you like to eat at? And I'm like, oh, you got to go try this spot called Cancun. And one of my neighbors comes up. She's like, that place sucks. Blah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I, you were not invited into this conversation and, and to be perfectly truthful with you, I understand why she doesn't like it. Cause she's a orange County Karen who's got like with the haircut, this place, like you guys care about Cancun. It's if you're in Huntington beach, go to Cancun. That's it. Sorry. I was going to go on a bigger ranch. I will say this. No, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> So I've got to talk about a little bit of Italian fantasy here a little bit. We've seen Randy Moss go from the Raiders, where his career looked like it was pretty much dead, the Titans, and then it kind of re- a rebirth in New England. And then when we talk about the WWE, WWF, uh, Nitro, we've got uh, Bash at the Beach Sting versus uh, Nitro Wars type Sting there going all black. We've seen maybe the greatest change from stunning Steve Austin to Stone Cold Steve Austin. What are your some of your favorite uh transformations of that character in changing in the that you know in wrestling it's so great because a lot of these guys now because they're independent wrestlers first is that they have those things like hey here's here's a cm punk on the side of a you know and like in the chicago wrestlemania where he's just a guy and he's on he's in the entrance for um he's in the entrance for john cena who's coming in as like a Al Capone type gangster. And there's little CM Punk. Just like, oh my gosh, a little indie guy sitting there. I think it was uh, famously Charlotte, Sasha, who are part of the, just these two girls that were just there with, um, with Triple H during one of their entrances. And so you had that going too. So there's always like these little, when you see these guys performing, like Daniel Bryan, I think is probably the best one because his whole thing when Daniel Bryan, because this is one of the things that's annoying about the WWE, is that they will, like, you can't be your own name. Like, they don't think much of you if they just allow you to keep your name. And that's not the current, not, not the guys going to NXT, because Triple H understood the value of, like, let's not change Adam Cole's name. But then Red Dragon still had to change their name. So there's, like, there's some Finn Balor couldn't be Prince Devitt or anything like that. So they still sort of do it, but they you can tell. And it's annoying, but, um, but Brian Danielson had to become Daniel Bryan and then they were just pooping on him and it sucks. 
as a like a, a wrestling fan and not like a WWE fan, but as a wrestling fan, you're like, hey, uh, Brian Danielson's been having some of the greatest matches of all time against these guys like Claudio, who's now Cesaro, Tyler Black, who's now Seth Rollins. You're like, hey, uh, these guys are pretty good. Like, and they're just making him seem like a dork because he doesn't own a TV. And it's just so dumb. And like, if you watched the old version of Tough Enough, and you would see guys like CM Punk and they would be like, well, he is. Cause like the Miz would be like, do you guys think he's better than me? And they'd shake their head. Like, yeah, actually he is. Um, <laughs> so I, I did do that. You know what though? Just saying the Miz though, does bring to mind, uh, how the Miz has grown as a performer. Cause I, as a, is a real world Mark as a guy who loves the challenge. I remember the Miz, I remember the Miz's last shot on, real world back to New York. It was a, it was him going back into the loft and just looking and doing kind of a rock pose. And I remember people being like, that's so stupid. That guy's never going to be a wrestler. And then he did, he was on the challenge. He did all this stuff. So I thought that he's done a really nice transformation himself and just kind of reinvent. He's kind of in the Jericho mold. Cause like Jericho is completely different. Like Lionheart Jericho and through Y2J through everything that he's done constantly evolving uh, has been pretty amazing. Sorry, that was a long ass answer. No, that's right. The one thing, the one thing, Y two J, Chris Jericho never had an opportunity to do is play Santa's little helper like the Miz did, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love it. I'm a what big I- Miz fan too, a big Challenge fan. So you're right. Like the progression and the work that he put in to make that transition is pretty impressive. Yeah, I remember he was. Uh, it was one of the challenges when he was in a dalliance with uh, Kendall. And he was starting to show off some of his wrestling moves to her. And I'm like, oh, this guy's like going to do it. And then he went to OV, OVW and, you know, did it the right way. And everybody hated him because he was the real world guy. By the way, we should do one on the challenge. I, I'm missing the all-stars. I don't know if you're watching that, but I'm missing. I am. It. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. <laughs> Dang it. I got to get that stupid Paramount thing. Like the thing that I hate too is now we have all these different platforms like Paramount. Hulu, whatever. I think at some point, because it's basically going to replicate the old, the original cable companies, is somebody's going to invent a service. It's like, hey, somebody please cut me in on this and we'll just make it be like, hey, subscribe to Rank TV. You get Hulu, Prime, (laughs) Netflix, and HBO Max. And it may pay us one great low price, one great low price. (laughs) It'll change. It'll eventually change. Like, hey, stop subscribing to all these independent things subscribe to one conglomerate mm. it'll be bezos it'll be amazon you can bundle it with you- your um tv maybe or with your phone or with your internet yeah verizon <laughs> will buy it all yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah and james what about you who's that one guy making that was it the one two three kid what he ended up becoming or who's that one guy for you I think when you think about all the all the greats, you know, like a lot of them, um, there's very few that kind of just sort of stuck with it the entire way. Like think about how many different iterations of The Undertaker we have seen, you know, it's mm-hmm. like how many got how many different iterations of that guy has there been like Triple H was Hunter Hearst Helmsley for a long time, you know, like. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I guess Triple H to a lesser degree, because I guess once became Triple H, he kind of sort of stuck in that um, in that role for a long time. I think Kurt Angle is somebody that's been really subtle in his, you know, transformations, right? Like, here's this guy, Olympic hero, and he's kind of sort of like stayed in that Olympic hero shell. 
but then very subtly either turned it face or heel. Like, you know, like you know, obviously his most, one of his most famous moments is driving up and, and spraying down, you know, corporate stone cold with the milk truck and everything. Uh, and it's just been, it's been interesting, I think, to kind of see uh, Kurt Angle's career, who, by the way, I want to say like Kurt Angle, I think is criminally underrated. Like he's an all time great to me. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know he's in the hall of fame, but we don't talk about, oh, who are your top five, you know, pro wrestlers of all time? Who belongs on the Mount Rushmore? And like, I, like not enough people talk about Kurt Angle. Like that dude has been around for so long, was tremendous in the ring, was super funny too. Like that is rare. Like in this business, in pro wrestling, it is rare to have a guy who is legitimately funny. Like that's why The Rock took off. Like he was funny. You know what I mean? And like even Stone Cold, like his whole what bit, like that was funny. That was great. And Kurt Angle was always there. Like he's always that dude that brought in some comic relief. And I just feel like he was criminally underrated. Rank mentioned his T-shirts, and I I had there was an event here in New Orleans that I went to, and I wore the "It's True" like in the midst of him being like the heel. I had an "It's True" T-shirt. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. Yep, I love it. I love I love wearing heel type T-shirts. I I don't think that the my friends wouldn't let me do this, but I wanted to so bad. I was going to a New Japan show in Long Beach, and I'm like, I'm gonna wear this Roman Reigns shirt, and my friends would not let. I'm like. If there's any crowd that would turn on like somebody wearing a Roman Reigns shirt, it would have been me. Because I and I always hate I always hate the people when you see when you go to a WWE show, and I will wear a WWE shirt. Now it's probably going to be somebody who's retired or something like it'll be an Adam Rose shirt or whatever. But at least it'll be WWE. Don't be the person who shows up and has to wear the young bucks t-shirt you know what i'm saying like Mm. you don't have to be that guy like okay we get it you like wrestling although it could go you know you know what i'm saying like just represent you're there at a (laughs) wwe show this way if you want to go heel shirt that's fine because i i I root for the heels but like don't be like i got to impress everybody with my wrestling knowledge like Mm. i gotta his real name's paul levesque like i don't give a shit (laughs) it's triple h here like i don't sit there and i'm like watching a movie and you're like, well, that guy's Harrison Ford. It's like, shut up. It's Han Solo. Okay. Yeah. Just, we get it. We get it. Just enjoy the moment. So that's my little PSA. Wear the shirt of the company that you're going. It's unlike, what is the thing? Piven from PCU is like, don't wear the band. Don't wear the shirt of the band you're going to see. But in wrestling, wear the shirt of the company that you're going to see. It's like when you go to like a hockey game or something and someone's wearing like an NBA jersey or yeah, something really out there. You're like, what is going on? I know in Canada we watch uh, like the Phoenix Coyotes hockey game there. Every once in a while you'll see like someone wearing a Saskatchewan Rough Riders, a Canadian football league jersey at a Phoenix Coyotes game. It's it's absolutely crazy. (laughs) Um, We're going to get into some player, uh, uh, some fantasy players, football, wrestling kind of comparisons, a little rapid fire there. Uh, Rank, you get the first one here. Yeah. And I, I had to throw my man in there, the junkyard dog. Uh, a little tribute to Uncle Phil. If you guys remember Rockin' Wrestling 1985, the cartoon, Uncle Phil, James Avery, voiced the junkyard dog. Hmm. So a little bit of a throwback there, a little bit of cartoon back in 1985 for us. But who is your NFL comparison rank for the junkyard dog? Let me Google junkyard dog real quick. <laughs> now, I, you know what? I really wanted to, um, I thought a lot about this because the JYD, Obviously wasn't, he wasn't like the headliner, but he was very good. He was still top of the card, 
And he was running around with some of the faces and everything like that. I don't know why I keep coming back to, oh, I keep, I, I was trying to think of a running back. Like it would make the most sense. Like Ezekiel yeah, Elliott, what? but I don't know if Ezekiel Elliott is, um, is, I don't know that he's, I don't know that he's over enough as a face. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gotta mm -hmm. be somebody who's popular, but not quite popular. And then I thought about Mike Davis because Mike Davis is, I don't know, because of the quads. I don't know. Um, let's go with Zeke because that's it's the most, I don't know. Zeke's, he's popular because he's a cowboy. Yeah, the Cowboys are the WWE of, of football teams. Yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. Hey, how about how about Marshawn Lynch? That's that's not bad. Oh, Ooh, that's not oh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch is all right. Like He's right there. Um yeah, man, junk. You went, you went deep cut here. I mean, like, like what Adam Ring said, like Junkyard Dog was kind of, sort of like, he was popular, but he was like hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know, like you yep. knew he was never gonna vie for 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 the world title. You know what I mean? Like, but he's right there. Like he could be in like an icy belt match. You know, but like heavyweight championship, it's like you knew like guys like Junkyard Dog, hacksaw, they weren't gonna be in that in that mix. Matt Forte, maybe. Matt Forte Matt, see, is Matt a main eventer. See, he's too slick, too. Like, he's too slick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got to get somebody who was like a bruiser. Yeah. You know, like, maybe like, maybe even like Earl, you know, Earl Campbell actually is a decent one for Junkyard Dog. Marion Barber. I like that one. Hey, Marion Barber. Ooh, Marion Barber is good. Tara, hmm. who do you got next? So, what about Ric Flair? James, this one's this one's easy for me, man. Like it's it's to me, it's Aaron Rodgers. Well, come you know, on, some guy. What <laughs> he is? It's an all-time great. Okay, he's an all-time great, and right now he's kind of sort of embracing his heel role, you know, a little bit. So, um, you know, you talk you talk about a guy who's you know the jet setting lifestyle, you know, limousine riding, woo, all those type of things, like. How is that not Aaron Rodgers? That's Aaron uh, Rodgers. You know what I mean? First, like, you want to know why? Oh because Rick, Rick Flair, first of all, mm -hmm. Rick yep. Flair mm -hmm. has won the most WWE titles or just championship <laughs> titles of anybody. Now, if Rick uh, Flair had won just one uh, title and you're uh, like, oh, they wasted his career because he won just one title, then that would make sense to me. Like, he's Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the, the GOAT. Like, it's GOATs. We're talking about GOATs. Rick Flair's the GOAT. Tom Brady's the goat. Tom Brady's won the most titles. Like that's that's the easiest that's the easiest one ever. And Tom Brady is over as a heel. He embraces everything. Like he's right. He's he's right. He's not riding in limousines. He's riding in boats. <laughs> and he's throwing. He's so cavalier with a with a Lombardi trophy that he just tosses it off a boat to somebody. You think Aaron Rodgers would do that? Because it's his only one. When you have seven, you can be like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's like Phillip Rivers with his kids. Like, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. That's the thing with Tom Brady. Like, he is he's the heel. He's the one everybody hates. Like, Aaron Rodgers, I'm trying to think, who is a one-time champion that nobody, they, who probably thinks they're better than they are? Maybe he's, Aaron Rodgers is like Jeff Jarrett. It's like, I guess, like, <laughs> You've kind of booked yourself wow. into being this good person, but like, wow. bro, you're, when you, you're, when you, what, are you, what are you trying to say? You're trying to sit here and tell me Aaron Rodgers is not one of the all-time greats. You're legitimately trying to sit here and tell me that. What's wrong well, with at least you? He didn't call, at least he didn't like call him David Arquette, right? What Jeff is, Hardy. What's wrong with you, oh my gosh, David Arquette might be the, like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is 
one of the all-time greats in that there's not a lot of people on this earth. Like, how many people have lived on earth? Not Aaron Rodgers is going to go down as one of the five best quarterbacks of all not time. Even. You're telling me he's not one of the he's all-time even, greats. Come on. Is he one of the Stop five it. best of his lifetime? No. Oh, my God. He's one of the five best. Stop it. He's not better. Li- yes. What he's are you not- talking about? Now, if you want, listen, Brady being number one, <laughs> do you think he's better than Peyton Manning? Like, if quarterbacks who choked in the playoffs, I would say Manning's better than Rodgers. 100%. <laughs> Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, somewhere in your top five. Dan Marino Not is in there. Joe Montana is somewhere in there. Joe Mont- I take like, Dan what, Marino. What else are we talking about? Uh, That's Joe your top Montana. five. That's your top five right there. So he's better Brady, than five. You have five. to step in here. He's better than five. Yes, he's better than five. What are you talking is about? He? Of course he's better than five. Barber has got the two hey, Super Bowls. Did, 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 did Aaron Rodgers send pictures of his junk to anybody? Well, that's well, a different. Listen, we're talking about character. <laughs> that's a different story. That well, James, by the way, do you th- that we know of, by the way, we don't know. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. That's true. That's so, true. That's James, true. you mentioned you mentioned allegedly junk pictures. Tara, who do you got next? <laughs> so originally, I was going to say Aaron Rodgers, but you guys stole my thunder. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot to Brett Favre. Who is Brett Favre for you? <laughs> Brett Favre to me is uh, Hulk Hogan. Somebody I didn't really care for anyways. And uh, turned out that when he was when his run was over, he was a bigger creep than we all knew. And yeah. uh, he probably, him and, him and Hogan Perfect. probably line up Perfect. ideologically as well. <laughs> probably use the same language. So uh, F both those guys. I still can't believe that, like, Hulk Hogan shows up to stuff. And I'm like, did we, did, did, I'm sorry, did we just forget? everything like oh like hulk hogan's just back like he was in the macho man documentary i'm like why why are you letting hulk hogan be in the macho man documentary a and e like we don't need his perspective like everything that hulk hogan would say about macho man was like debunked by the next person like no 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 we were trying to steal like hulk hogan's like uh he would never try to steal the show from me and then the next thing is Ricky Steamboat being like, yeah, we set out to steal the show from them. And it's just so perfect. So out of touch. Oh, I, I hate Brett Favre. I hate that he's in something about Mary. I hate that he's like, oh my gosh. Like I just, every, like he shows up, like he'll be on TV. And I'm like, Brett Favre is still on, like the same Hulk Hogan, whenever Hulk Hogan and Brett Favre show up on television, I'm like, Why? Why are they like, we have plenty of good guys, like upstanding <laughs> citizens. We do not need these people. We're done with them. Their time is over. Like, okay, you were very talented, whatever, but no, you don't deserve the limelight anymore. And anytime I see a, a, a headline that says like Brett Favre thinks I'm like, who's asking them these questions. <laughs> Stop asking them. We don't care. He's lost that privilege. He's lost that right. Like as much like as much as I don't like, you know, football wise, Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've interacted with Aaron Rodgers once. He seemed very nice. Um, but yeah, like for all intents and purposes, he seems like an OK dude. Brett Favre does not stop talking to him. And the same with Hulk Hogan. Calvin, who's next? Yeah, I almost feel like it'd be great to just keep this Packers quarterback thing going and go Bart Starr or something, but we'll switch positions. Bruno San Martino. And, and um, how about a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster? What do you think would be his wrestling comp? We'll send that one over to James. 
Uh, I, I don't know. Like, um, you know, we're talking about a good player, you know, not a great player. Um, maybe more popular uh, than his skill set would kind of sort of indicate. So when I think about Juju, it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of sort of think about like old school Razor Ramon. You know, uh, somebody who, again, not top of the heap, not top of the pile. Uh, somebody who's a who's a good player, borderline. He's like great adjacent. You know, he's like better than good, but he's just yeah. not. He's just not great. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. There's not really a term. I I guess he's like you know he's like 1.5 good or something. You know what I mean? Like, and that to me is like Razor. Like Razor is a guy that um, you know. He, he fought for the IC belt and, um, and he was extremely popular. You're not going to find a wrestling fan from the nineties or two thousands that doesn't know Razor Ramon. Like he's, he's right there, but at the same time, it's like, no one's really putting them in, in their list of all time, great wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me is where, is where Juju kind of sort of lives like really good player. As a matter of fact, if he goes to any team, he improves them immediately. Right. But he's just not, he's not going to, I don't know. I don't think he's the guy that like is you're you're building your team on is is what I'm saying. Better as a part of a tag team, like like Razor Ramon. Yes. That's a really good. Exactly yeah, right. As part of the Outsiders, that's yeah. Good. yeah. I went I'm gonna give the, you. A... I went with the dancing theme on that one because I think Fandango makes the most sense to me. And you guys probably have never heard of him, but he's a there's a there's a wrestler who's a ballroom dancer called Fandango, and wow. he got over. He got over until the WWE <laughs> ruined him. The one thing I love about the WWE is it if you ever get over on your own, like if they have not decided, like, because a lot of guys get hired and it's like, you're going to be a worker, you're going to be a mid-carder. They'll do whatever they can to make sure that you never excel. And Fandango, who is known for dancing, got over organically, and then they ruined him. And so I feel like that's what Juju is, and now he's in a tag team with uh, Tyler Breeze. And they're called Breeze Dango. They're in NXT. They're awesome. And um, by the way, I met Fandango at the backstage of a show, and he was super nice. Well, he was super cool because I was wearing a Fandango T-shirt. They came up and like, hey. It's like somebody actually, you're the guy who bought my shirt. You're the one guy. You're the one guy. Yeah. I love Fandango. So that's I, that's a cheap way out. So I, I apologize. Okay, so speaking of that one guy, who's that one guy? This is gonna be a bit of a softball question, probably. But who's that one guy that is probably the greatest wrestler not to win a championship? Like for me, it's Mister Perfect. Absolutely, uh, I, I think I think we can all agree with that. So who 100%. is the Mister Perfect? Who's the NFL comp for Mister Perfect? Oh, that's easy, Jay Cutler, <laughs> the greatest <laughs> quarterback like... to never win a title. <laughs> is that not right? That's beautiful. No, that's 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 incorrect, Adam Wright. That's, uh, <laughs> when you think of yeah. the greatest quarterbacks, uh, when, yeah. So when you start, you, you know, I know this is a your opinion question, and yeah. uh, that's that, that's actually the wrong answer. That is nope. actually, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's actually a a very incorrect answer. Uh, People, no, it's good. Jay Cutler is Mister Perfect. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe like Dan. Fa How about like Dan Fouts or like uh, Marino, yeah, Marino, oh, Fran Tarkenton, somebody. I don't know. Somebody like that. Uh, no, 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 no. Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay Cutler. <laughs> Tara, Tara, who do we got next? Who do we got for him next? Um, we have Marshawn Lynch. Um, James, I know you kind of touched on that one. Adam, what do you uh, think as far yeah. as a comp for Marshawn Lynch? Marshawn Lynch, funny. 
Like he's a good entertainer. Yep. He's better on the mic than you would think. Yep. Ooh, this is interesting. Oh man. Can I, can I throw one out? Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I want to say he's a bizarro world Kurt Angle. Yeah, Ooh, I was, came... was kind of leaning that way. Yeah, that's a good one. Because you know he's a because he came in with a lot of pedigree. Remember, you know, first yeah. round pick out of Cal was a, a superstar in the collegiate ranks, um, and he came in with a lot of pedigree. And you know, his first season was okay. Uh, you know, his Buffalo career was largely, you know, unspectacular, right? Um, yeah. And he really, you know, blossomed in his role with Seattle. Right. Every moment you think about with Marshawn is in a Seattle Seahawks uniform. That was his second team. So um, mm-hmm. I think similarly, Kurt Angle, too, came in with a, a bunch of pedigree, obviously, with the, the the Olympic gold medals and all those things. But, you know, I don't know. It, it really took time for Angle to kind of sort of find his groove. And, and we talked about the comedic chops uh, of Angle and, you know, that kind of sort of plays back with Marshawn Lynch as well. So I don't know for me, I think Kurt Angle and Marshawn Lynch, I think that's, I, I think that's a, a pretty good comp there. If I may throw out one too, um, I just came to me, John Moxley kind of when you were describing like, Oh yeah. Like if his, if his run in the WWE was his Buffalo bills time, him going to yeah. AEW is him with he the Seahawks. He's funny. He's uh, his promos are great. They kind of like, I don't know. They kind of have a, a cadence of about them. But they're actually, and they kind of like, they seem rough around the edges, but everybody who knows them say they're delightful people. So mm. I think Moxley and Lynch is another good one. I like Kurt Angle. I like that one too, but I'll just, I'll throw Moxley out there as well. Tara, go back to the quarterback position here. All right, let's uh, let's go with Kyler Murray. You guys got for Kyler Murray. I got mine, but I want to hear what you guys say. <laughs> I'm going to say a guy you've never heard of. His name's Ricochet. He's a, he's a great wrestler. He's, uh, he's, you know, diminutive and he's really good. I know who you're going to say, so I didn't want to take yours. Cause I know I'll tell you if you don't get it right, but, um, I guess you can't get it right. But anyways, I think Ricochet, Ricochet is a guy too, that I don't think has reached his peak yet. And I think you could say the same about Kyler Murray. James, uh, I was, I was going to say Ricky, the dragon steamboat. What, what, what did you think I was going to say? Uh, I thought one of you was going to say Ray Mysterio. Actually, that's I was actually gonna go, good. That's, that's actually, actually better probably good. than what I was going to go with. I was going to go a little bit smaller. I was going to go with Dink the Clown. Oh, come bring on. It down a little bit. I was going to take on. that low-hanging fruit, but no. I do like Ray Mysterio. I think Ray Mysterio is probably a fantastic comp when we're looking at this. Yeah, I like Ray Mysterio, too. I was going to say Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, though, uh, You know, tying in his Asian roots as well. Uh, oh. So I thought Ooh, that, well that done. was pretty decent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, light on his feet, you know, uh, kind of sort of, you know, quick around the ring. Uh undersized dude um and, and you know just trying to make it man as an as an undersized guy trying to make it as a headliner that that that's that's ricky the dragon steamboat that's kyler murray james does the nfl have a version of the heartbreak kid Shawn michaels um you know this one's tough you know i, I mean i guess if i had to pick one guy in there right now i, I mean i guess patrick mahomes you know we were talking about the show stopper right and like you know, a guy who's all uh, glitz and glam and uh, all those things. But uh, it's really hard because Sean is, 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 he's like a unicorn, you know? He's like, uh, again, you know, not only Hall of Famer, he's like, if the Hall of Famer had like the Hall of Fame of the Hall of Fame, like he's in that group, you know what I mean? Mm. So um, it's tough. Like, I, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to end up being there, 
Mm. Um, but it, it's it, he's just not there quite yet. Uh, but I guess if I had to pick one guy, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes because, again, electrifying, um, you know, uh, good-looking guy, man. He's like he's popular with the ladies too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think, fits in that mold. I think that's where you could have used uh, Aaron Rodgers, especially if you think about when Shawn Michaels was quitting and he lost his smile and all that stuff. Like Aaron Rodgers, if he came out tomorrow and just said he lost his smile and he was going to do whatever, like I could see Aaron Rodgers going out there and playing against the Bears and overselling every move and all this stuff like he did to Hulk Hogan, which by the way, like Shawn Michaels kind of was, it was off-putting when he did, like when he would do stuff, you're like, because as a talent, you really liked him, but then you hear some of the backstage stuff and the Montreal screw yeah. job and all. You're like, ah, come on, man. I want to like you. And then when he oversold <laughs> all of Hogan's stupid moves, you're like, you've now become the greatest of all. Like you're, you get, you've, you've earned my respect back just by clowning this buffoon. Okay. So we're, we're going to go into a little bit of rapid fire here. I, I thought that the Rogers, I thought you were kind of going with the super kick, the tag team, the rock and roller, the rockers there, super kicking Brett Favre going on to his old little thing. Oh, I thought maybe that's that where too. we were going with that. That's, that's good. Uh, By the way, was, was, thinking, this, was this rapid fire? This is rapid fire yeah, for me. Yeah, it's supposed to. <laughs> we, 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 to a to quote a great minute. man, to make a long story longer, that, yeah. that's where we're going here. That, that's one of my favorite lines ever. Uh, Go rapid fire now for real. Uh, we're going to go QB wide receiver tandems with WWE, WWF, whatever we go with as tag teams here. So the first one I want to start with is probably one of my favorite underrated tag teams of all time. Rank, I'm going to throw the Bushwhackers at you. Ryan and Julio. <laughs> not Ryan bad. and Julio. That's underrated, never won a championship, mm-hmm. but uh, very entertaining. Mm. Tara, who do you got for James? So James, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little and I'm gonna add uh, two wide receivers. So okay. Winston with Evans and Godwin. You're talking about James Winston with uh, yep, Chris James Godwin, Winston Mike Evans. With, mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. It's like the outsiders with X Pac. You know, it's like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, or Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and then like James Winston is like six Pac. You know, um, and I and I know Adam Rank has a lot of you know nice stories about it, and that's that's fine. That's fine. I'm not you know not degrading his character. I'm just not saying here. I'm not here for the Xbox slander. I'm not I'm not slandering <laughs> him. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, when 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 the outsiders came to town, you know, you, you were there to see Scott Hall and I Kevin was there Nash. To see six. No one was really there. I was there to see six. I was there to see I was there. He's part of that group. He's there. there. He's he's like uh, a satellite, you know, around I don't, I don't that, endorse but, anything you know, that James is saying. Okay. Like even for uh, all, I, even for all your Aaron Rodgers bullshit that you go on, <laughs> this is what really offends me. I, I really thought that the good one there would have been Axe and Smash as Evans and uh, Godwin, and then you got you got Crush in there, just kind of taking up space like James Winston yeah, was. That's good. That's good. Uh, Kara, right. who do you got next? What about the when they did a one. third war? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, there was a third Road Warrior that they brought in. And it's actually yeah. Draws, like a former NFL player. Draws was like the third row. I think it player. was Draws, yeah. You're uh-huh. like, that's yep. not a good idea. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> All right, so next one. Um, rank the natural disasters. Who do you got for that? The natural disasters. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Who was I that? Could've... That was, was that the earthquake in Typhoon? Typhoon, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, okay. So it would be Jared Lorenzen with <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin. I don't know if they ever played together. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little Eddie Lacy, Kelvin Benjamin, both going there to the Yeah, there it is. Jared, what a, Adam Rank, what a pull. Jared Lorenzen. That is fantastic. The, the hefty lefty coming out on the yeah. Vipers. Wow. Yeah, I think Earthquake pull. is left-handed too. That's great. At Look least at that. for the story. Who cares? Wow. Like, like who's gonna chat? <laughs> There's somebody, somebody. Bob Gilchrist is looking it up Bob right now. Gilchrist. He's gonna be like, uh, actually, um, Earthquake is right-handed. There was a move. Like, okay, I'm just joking around, people. So, how about the QB wide receiver tandem that I think most people would consider the best of all time, Montana and Rice? Who would you comp them to? James. Um, I, I mean, you know, I think the easy one is mega powers. I don't know. Like, can I, I I'll also, I'll also even say like, um, yeah, well, we'll go with the mega powers, right? Like two guys that were legitimately superstars on their own, you know, and Hogan and, and macho man. Um, and, and just together it was like, it, it was something different. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say those guys, but, um, Shout out to like, uh, you know, like those random pairings of superstars, like the rock and sock connection. Like, mm. it's just like, it, it yeah. makes no sense, but it makes all the sense, you know? Like, uh, so that was great. Yeah, because Montana played well, and they also played well when they were split up too. Like Montana right. went to Kansas mm. City. They should have gone to the Super Bowl. That would have been a cool, that would have been the, was that the Dallas Super Bowl that they should have gone to, that the Bills lost? I don't know, but that would have been if you're talking about if the the Chiefs would have played the Niners in the Super Bowl. Oh my God, that would have been yeah, unbelievable. I'm trying to, I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the times because like '93, yeah, that would have been uh, they would have played the Cowboys. But yeah, if we would have gotten a Montana Young Super Bowl, that would have been sick Ooh, too. Ooh, that would have been crazy. Would, would that would that monkey have ever come off Steve Young's back if that was the case? Probably that would have been an interesting storyline. Uh, if we got five more questions here uh, before we let you guys get going, so Tara, what do you got for the first one? Oh, I think she might be uh -oh. on mute. You, you've been rubbing off on her. Dang uh -oh, it. Matt. I was doing so good. Okay. Fantasy <laughs> football <laughs> foursome of all time. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Like of it, like that we used one time or like is, is one season yeah, specific? Yeah, all time or yeah. What What's your fantasy about? football Mount Rushmore, so to speak, with one quarterback, one running back, one tight end, one wide receiver? Well, I will, you know, this will be out of character for me, but I would say Peyton Manning would be my quarterback. Because I remember, I, I think the the one thing that always stands out to me is how many leagues I won the year, this first year with the Broncos when he threw 55 touchdowns, because nobody wanted to draft him. Right. And I remember, he went I, late. I don't he went really late. And I think that you, I think you were on Fantasy Live that year, because I remember there was, was somebody on, there was somebody on I our was. panel who thought it was dumb to take Peyton Manning. And uh, I'm like, was that me? Like, not you. Somebody <laughs> oh. else. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I got you. I got Shorter. you. I was like, God, do you? I was like, Shorter God, was you. that me? No, 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 no. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, has there been? I mean, consistency every year, and the things that you know that I would make fun of paid Manning for um, the playoffs. Like, doesn't matter in fantasy. The doesn't Colts were in a lot of. They were actually in a, they actually played a lot of meaningful week 16 games for as good as they were. It always seemed like they were still playing for, I don't remember like times, maybe there was a couple of times cause I know they were going for an undefeated season here and there, but I thought Peyton Manning 
Would is that? I don't know. No, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. That's that, so. Here we go. What about, we go. Peyton Manning. I don't know. I don't want to think. So I'll go, and then James can think about his team. So I'll go. Peyton Manning, Ladanian Tomlinson. I will go at wide receiver Randy Moss, and I will actually take a current guy because I I know that Gronk's been fantastic during his career, but I think Kelsey, what he's been doing has been so consistently great, and it might be recency bias, so somebody could probably look up and, you know, somebody will probably check me later. Bob Harris will be like, actually, Adam, it was Jay Novacek, but (laughs) I think uh, I'm Kelsey. So Manning, LT, Moss, and Kelsey. I don't know. You got that Raiders season in there, but or two, but whatever. I think that would be it for me. Or no, James, wait. Yours. wait, what about? Yeah, okay. I'm, I think I'm missing the wide receiver. I'm wrong, but you go ahead. Um, I'll 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 say Drew Brees because I think Drew Brees was the quarterback of the decade for me when we're talking about the 2010s. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. 2010s from 2010 to like 2000 like 18. Drew Brees was unstoppable and just consistent each and every year. Um, and you knew he was going to put up numbers. So that was great. It was like, I don't know how many years in a row he, he went for 5k, um, passing. Um, but just each and every week, man, like you, you knew he was automatic, right? So Drew Brees, uh, as a fantasy contributor, uh, wide receiver, oh boy, this one's, this one's tough. It's tough to go away from Randy Moss, especially from that Patriots year. Um, I think Calvin Johnson's probably right there for me. I just liked watching Calvin Johnson's play too, man. Like, you know, here's this humongous guy with great speed, just going over the top of guys, man. It was, it, it was a lot of fun. So uh, I'll say Calvin Johnson at, at the running back position. Oh man. I, I can't, even though Adam rank said, I, I can't go away from LT like LaDainian Tomlinson to me is one of my all time favorite players. Um, and, and then on top of that meeting him too, and like him just being the nicest human, mm-hmm. um, it's it, it, he's tremendous. You know, it's like, he was the nicest guy, man. Um, I, Adam Rank and I have met a lot of guys, a lot of athletes and I don't know. I, I won't speak for Adam Rank, but I know for myself, uh, LT LaDainian Tomlinson was one of the nicest athletes that I've ever met. Um, and, uh, he was tremendous. So, uh, I'll go with him there. He still is. Um, yeah, it's, he's great, man. Uh, and then, uh, at tight end, oh boy. Um, yeah, it's tough. You know, Rob Gronkowski's right up there, you know, for me. Um, I, I'm, I'm from Cal, and I found myself, you know, in my, you know, um, earlier days of playing fantasy football, find, found myself gravitating towards uh, Tony Gonzalez quite a bit. So I'll say Tony Gonzalez, the tight end. Yeah, that one's pretty difficult to argue with. But now we're going to swing back to wrestling here. What is your – James, you can start this one. What is your all-time Survivor Series team? If you could put any four wrestlers together for a Survivor Series match, who do you got? Is this like my Mount Rushmore? Um, this could this be your Mount Rushmore, like? yeah. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is always my 1.1. You know, I, I laid out a lot of the reasons. Like, he, he single-handedly saved the company. I don't think any other wrestler can say that. And I just, I don't know, man. Like, he was also, like, the first. Um, he brought on the whole Attitude Era of, like, this guy who was kind of sort of this dark hero in wrestling. Uh, whereas before, you either were a, a, a face or a heel. And, like... Stone Cold kind of blurred those lines uh, for the first time. So um, he was uh, obviously a generational talent in terms of like, you know, cutting promos on the mic, uh, but just in terms of his importance in, in, uh, in wrestling too. So he's always my 1.1. I've got numerous, you know, Stone Cold VHSs that I I can't find myself to let go of, even though I have no way of playing them. (laughs) Um, And then, 
Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'll put Kurt Angle in there too. Um, I loved Kurt Angle. Um, I was a big Mankind guy or Mick Foley, I guess, because he had so many different, you know, Cactus Jack and all those kind of things. So uh, I'll put Mick Foley in there for me. Um, mm, who's my last? Ric Flair. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's again, who, who doesn't love the woo? Yeah. Come on. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go Ric Flair as my, as my fourth. And then right over to you, Adam, who's your force fearsome foursome, so to speak. Jericho, Savage, Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. That's Boom. pretty easy for me. If you were going to go, I'm trying to, I, when we were sitting here, I was trying to think of, uh, if I was taking women's wrestlers who I would yeah. go with. I would go with Asuka. These are going to be people you've never heard of. Asuka, Dr. Britt Baker. I would go with uh, Sasha Banks, of course, and then uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, I can't believe you're leaving. I can't believe you're leaving out the fabulous Moolah when you're doing that. Come on now. She's got <laughs> stories. She was like, I, I just caught some of no, she was. She was a creep. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't. I, I know not. I know nothing about like Trish Stratus from a. Oh my life, god, that's like, another good one too. Yeah, mm. you kind of sort of have to throw her in the mix. She was. Yeah. she was hugely popular when 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 women's po- wrestling wasn't even big. Who was the girl with the Hardy take... Boys? I feel like she was always like Lita. a really good wrestler and all too. Yeah, Lita was great. Lita was good. Yeah, I gotta get Trish Stratus yeah, in good. there. So sorry, Sasha. I think you're out. <laughs> about just thinking about the 2021 draft class who would be the best version of the a face of the group and a best version of the heel of the group the biggest face will be justin fields because everybody mm. loves him <laughs> um actually i think that justin fields is going to end up being a heel i think that he's going to be so good that only he's only going to be over in chicago like for a while when cm punk was only over in chicago like when Brett Favre was only over in Canada, I hope that Justin Fields becomes a heel that like everybody hates him except Bears fans love him. But like for a good way, not like we do with Cutler, but like for a right. good way because he's like so good. You're like, oh, like I don't like this person. I I don't you know, want him. Adam, that's actually a really good call because have you seen interviews with him? He's very aloof, very standoffish. Ooh, um, Fields? I don't think it's aloof. Yeah, Fields. I think he's just kind of a dick. But in a like a. <laughs> But no, like in a good way. Like he's he's yeah, not no, there I mean, to I'm trying to say it, I'm trying to say it very euphemistically, you know, but like he is, <laughs> you know, like yeah, like he's he's I he's not combative with the media. That's certainly no. not it, you know, but it is definitely like you're wasting my time by being here. And yeah. you're wasting my time by asking me questions. Like that's the aura that he exudes, you know. So I, I think actually that's a really good call. Yeah, locked in, like just ready to go. Like he was, he was talking about his center from Ohio State. One of the coaches is like, "Hey, did he get? Is he in the NFL right now?" And he's like, "Yeah, he got picked." And it was like, "By who?" He's like, "The wrong team." And uh, the coach is like, "Who?" He's like, "The Packers." Like already, like already leaning into it. And there was some kid on one of the social media things who was like, "Listen, he was part of the Ohio State Michigan rivalry, so he understands." Mm -hmm. And so. so he already knows that he, he he already knows that he hates the Packers. That's all I need. Okay, let's go. Like Mitch was very like, oh, Mitch was the Rocky Maivia. Like, oh, look at me. Like very charming, good guy. Very, Wearing a fanny pack. Very pleasant with people, but uh, not quite not quite as great as a quarterback. Um, 
Who would be? Who's going to be a face? I think uh, Trevor Lawrence just has that kind of. He's yeah, got kind of so. that vibe. Like he yeah. seems likable. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Like he's so yep. good. But there's not. I don't like not like him. Like I could see myself not liking Zach Wilson. Like I could really. Mm. It's not going to be hard for me to be like I don't like this player. Like, I don't know. I know nothing about him personally, but I'm just like, I'm ready to hate you. Like, I really, and I got no disrespect to him or his family, but I'm really ready to hate him. Well, I think, uh, I think Jet fans, I'm not a big Zach Wilson guy. Like, he's got way too many Jameis Winston, you know, uh, tendencies in him. Like, Bro, I he hope was Jet tearing fans. up the Mountain West. Like, don't, actually, they're not, God. BYU's not even the Mountain West. I know. I, I hope Jet fans are, are are ready for a twenty interception season this year. You know what I mean? Like I I'm not I'm not a big fan. I think I, I don't think he's gonna make it. That was such a weird thing. Like the Jets were just automatically in on him. Like you don't want to take yeah. a look at one of these other quarterbacks? Yeah. Like maybe Mac Jones should be the guy that you're going after. Like that you need that kind of stability. Like, nope, <laughs> we're gonna go for this wild card from BYU. An independent team that was playing like directional Alabama. Like right. their schedule, even if they played like a Mountain West schedule would have been an upgrade. Like they played the worst schedule. And I'm like, why are people falling for this? Oh, here's Justin Fields dominating Clemson. One of the best programs of the last five, 10 years. Right. Ah, whatever. Hey, some jackass just tried to take, take his kidney from him. And then goes out there and throws a touchdown. That doesn't impress you? And they're like, oh. And then and these idiots come out and they're like, oh, what about the Indiana game? I'm sorry. The game that he won? The game where he didn't play well? I'll take that. Hey, if my quarterback right. throws three picks. And by the way, if you ever watch his press conference after that, and they're like, what happened? He was like, he was just breaking it down. Like, just so matter-of-factly. Like, oh, I thought they were in a too high. They weren't. I misread it. Made the wrong throw. Uh, the second one, I tried to fit in a ball there that I probably shouldn't have. Made a bad th- like, yeah, he was like, he he was he's able in to, it, man. He was able he's to discern it. why he was doing it. It's kind of like with your golfing, like why did you shoot a triple bogey on that hole? It's like, well, I tried to cut the corner and I hit a tree. Tried to go over the tree, hit a tree. Tried to go right. through the trees, hit a tree. I did that today, by the way. Still pissed. <laughs> by the way, can I ask? Can I ask everybody? I know this isn't part of the show. And uh, I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Um, how do you break up with a group that you play with regularly, but you still want to play that course? Like, how do I get out of that? Is that the same group? Are, with, these guys are was like Franchise and James and all them? No, that no, that no. Group? Those guys were okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if this was like a subtweet on the podcast. No, no, no. No, no, no. The thing is, the thing is, Adam Rank knows me well enough to know that um, – uh, like, first of all, I know him well enough to know that I don't want to play with him every week because he's too good um, and I suck. Uh, and the other thing is, like, he knows me well enough to be, that he knows that he could legitimately tell me, hey, hey, listen, uh, it's been a great run. Um, yeah, but just... yeah, he would just tell me straight up. Hey, bud, uh, it's it's you. It's not me. That's what he would tell me. It's you. It's not me. You stink. And, uh, yeah. you need to go work on your game. So yeah. So we'll, we'll we got to go our separate way. I would be I, like, I mean, I mean, the cake pan seems to work every once in a while too. We've seen that. Uh, be effective. <laughs> I'm not subtle in breaking up with certain people. Right. Exactly. But yeah, when there's a guy who's like, he, he hit a shot off the tee that didn't, didn't even make the forward tees. Then he teed up another oh, one, no. puts it in a pond. No. Then tease oh, no. up another one, and I'm sitting there wanting to take because I, 
I have this, I didn't, I didn't get on in regulation. So I chip a ball. I almost chip in for birdie, end up two putting for bogey. And I want to wrap the putter around my neck. And he's like, what'd you get? And I'm like, bogey. He's like, yeah, me too. I'm like, the fuck you did. (laughs) It took you three balls to get off the tee. How many mull, like, even if you take a mulligan, you have to at least give yourself some penalty shot, right? At least some sort of penalty shot. And I went into the water in another hole and I took the penalty and he's like, Oh, it says free drop. I'm like, you do not get a free drop. What they do is they don't want you taking eight shots at this green because you keep right. putting it in the water. Mm. I got no, no tin cupping, no tin cupping. Oh, another gosh. ball. Yeah. Another I like ball. This ball. It, uh, it another makes me feel ball. better about my skills. Nice. <laughs> I listen, I'm not great. Like I was like, I'll admit it. Like there's some things like I'm not, like how, like if you hit the ball, like I, every shot that I missed today was because I was like aimed in the wrong spot or whatever. I cannot be upset. Like I'm not Rory McElroy. All I can be is like, if, if I don't hit the ball fat, if I hit it straight, like, and if I'm aimed wrong, like that's me, like, okay. Like there's m- not much more I can ask. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, okay. Like there it is. I'm not, I'm not Adam Scott. Like, okay. You're going to miss some stuff. Uh, we probably need Bob Gilchrist in for this question because this has happened to me where I've hit the ball, it's hit the tree, and as I've been defending myself, it's hit my club. Is that a stroke what? penalty? How? <laughs> yeah, no. you've never you've never no. had the ball ricochet no. right back at you and hit your club. Not where not. not where I hit it again. No, that's no, that's impossible. That's not that's not a penalty because yeah, you don't have that's... the intent. You're, it's not part of your swing, and there's no intent there. But if you double hit on a chip, like that's that's a that's a stroke. Right. I had to take one of those. I had to take myself. one of those. I had to take one of those this week. I did not appreciate it. <laughs> but no, well, if it ricochets, we, you're fine. Well, what we do appreciate is you guys and your time here. So just kind of let's wrap this up here a little bit. Tackling dummies, what do you guys got? I know, James, you got your YouTube. Adam, you got your YouTube. You guys collide. There's reception perception. There's all kinds of things in. So let, let's talk about this real quick. <laughs> Well, for myself, you know, I just want, uh, I'd love for people to kind of follow the channel. Um, you know, it's uh, youtube.com slash James Um, if you guys would follow me there, that'd be great. That's where you will find tackling dummies each and every week, Wednesday mornings, um, live. And then, you know, when I have the time, I've been terrible about it recently, but, um, uh, had a lot of personal things going on, but, uh, getting back on my grind here, just chopping it all up. Uh, I throw an occasional, you know, random funny video in there too. Uh, just whenever the creative juices start flowing uh, and, and the time, actually it's really the time. Um, but it, whenever I have the time to kind of chop one up and, and throw it on the page, I'll do that. Um, but yeah, I just want people to follow me there. And then, and then obviously we, I, I've got reception perception going on. Um, you know, I've partnered up with, uh, with Matt Harmon and kind of sort of, uh, giving him a, a push and, um, you know, kind of sort of guiding the business aspect of, of the, of the website there. Uh, but you will see some of my content on that website as well. So, uh, go check it out receptionperception.com. And I guess that's it for me, man. Yeah. Follow all that stuff. I, uh, you can follow my YouTube page at Adam Rake NFL. We will, uh, starting Monday, I'm going to start doing some mock draft Mondays, going over some different strategies for that. There's a lot of bears content on that too. So if you're a Bears fan, you might want to. But as we get closer to the season, there'll be some more fantasy stuff. But right now, right. it's me talking about Justin Fields and making fun of the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure Tara tunes in for each and every episode of you to. taking shots at the Packers. I find oh, it God. entertaining. I love it. Right? Like, we're just having a good time. 
<laughs> Listen, I've been on the bad end of this rivalry for quite some time. I'm ready for it to change. Because like my, like my parents and my uncles, like they, they still look down on the Packers. Like they still think it's either like the 70s or 80s. And you're like, hey, it's been a little different for the last two decades. Like almost 30 years now. Although we, we had a Super Bowl. Listen, Rex Grossman has as many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers. So I guess it hasn't been too bad for us. But hopefully Justin Fields will get us back where we belong. Uh, yeah, I mean, like we said we earlier. Think we belong. Even Tom Brady has as many NFC championships and Super Bowls in the NFC as Aaron Rodgers, right? So Definitely. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right, well. It's okay. <laughs> So today we kind of learned what happens when mega powers unite in the Viper pit. Uh, thanks to James Cole. Thanks for, uh, sorry, let me rephrase this. Thanks to James Colgan. Thanks to Macho Man Ranky Savage. Uh, for Calvin and Hobby. Uh, for Tara Roberts there. Uh, Matt Donnelly, this is the Viper cast. And uh, we'll see you tonight when we have uh, blind bidding, lighting the world for fantasy football there for the blind. So we got a fantastic show. Uh, James, Adam, if you guys are kicking around, if you guys want to pop in and ask a question, we got some uh, people with some vision uh, impairment on the show talking about their experience. And we're just trying to make a difference in the fantasy football community, how to make it more inclusive to those. Cause I, I can't imagine what it's like to not be able to see my rosters. It probably wouldn't be a bad thing. It might actually improve my fantasy football skills, but it's going to be a good little roundtable discussion that we have. So you're going to want to awesome. tune in. That's 8 p.m. Eastern. And with that, we're gone. <laughs>